The New Factory Thinker by Bill Bishop Chapter 14 Step 4, Membership Program Recently I gave a presentation about the new factory to an association of entrepreneurs. The event was held at the Microsoft Store at a local mall. Interestingly, the Apple Store was next door. With an hour to kill before my presentation, I took a look around the two stores. For the most part, I couldn't see much difference between the two. Both Apple and Microsoft have great products. They have friendly and knowledgeable staff. And they are both innovative. But there's one huge difference. When I visited the Microsoft store, I saw customers. When I went into the Apple store, I saw members. In my opinion that's the reason why Apple continues to grow while Microsoft flounders. Microsoft is an old factory that focuses first on its products while Apple is a new factory that focuses first on getting members. This is a tricky concept to get, especially if you are still wired for old factory thinking. After all, it's just two different words, customer and member. Why would they create such a different outcome? It's all about consciousness. When you purchase a product from an old factory, you do so because you like its features and price. You could even be a fanatic about the product. You think it's the best product in the world. But your loyalty only runs so deep. If another company releases a superior product at a better price, you would be tempted to switch allegiances. However, when you're a member of a new factory, you have a much different relationship with the company. Being a member is not just about owning a product or using a service, it's about who you are as a person. Being a member is part of your self-image, an integral part of your lifestyle. Even if a competitor comes out with a better product, you are unlikely to switch because then you would have to change your personal self-image. I consider myself to be an Apple person. I've been using Apple computers and most of their other products since the early 1980s. I live and breathe inside the Apple ecosystem. When it comes to my relationship with Apple, I have membership consciousness. My relationship with the company is integral to who I am. I feel part of a larger community, all of us united by our membership with Apple. I have membership consciousness with several other companies including American Express, Costco, and Amazon. With Amex I enjoy the fact that my card gives me free exclusive access to airport lounges around the world. With Costco, I like saving money by buying in bulk. And with Amazon, I have become habituated to always check their store before I buy anything. Most of the time I end up buying the product from Amazon because I've set up a fast and reliable delivery system that saves me a lot of time and money. I am also a subscriber to Amazon Prime, which for one annual fee, gives me unlimited no additional charge shipping. New factories create membership programs because they want to build a wall around their customers as a bulwark against increased competition. They don't want their customers stolen away. They want to steal customers. That's what Amazon has done to Staples. Many Amazon customers, who began by buying books from the company, now buy their office supplies from them as well. This means that Staples has been undermined, not by another office supply company, but by a book company. It's unlikely that Staples, lost in old factory thinking, saw that coming. Creating membership consciousness is critical in the new factory marketplace because the cost of sales is skyrocketing. As I explained earlier, it's harder than ever to capture a high-quality customer.
As such, it's unwise to only sell one thing to a hard-won customer. Once you have their trust, you want to sell them as much as you can for as long as you can. That's why new factories like Apple, Google and Amazon offer so many products and services in their one-stop store, see next chapter. It's easy to start a membership program. Begin by deciding what members get that regular customers don't get. This can be exclusive access, additional features, enhanced technology, or invitations to member-only events. My Amex card not only gives me access to the airport lounges, it also gives me first crack at concert tickets. My premium membership on LinkedIn gives me enhanced features like expanded profiling capabilities. As a member at my local art gallery, I am invited to special parties and previews of art exhibits. What you offer your members is only limited by your imagination. Anything they would find valuable or would make them feel special might be a good idea. One of my members, Chris Holtz, created an innovative membership benefit that he initially thought wouldn't work. For his old factory, Chris sold real estate investments in the Houston area. For his new factory, he created the winning lineup program. Once members have invested their money in one of Chris's projects, they also receive a package of additional benefits including exclusive access to a wine locker at one of Houston's most expensive restaurants. At first, I thought the wine locker idea was nonsense, Chris said. But then I found it captured the imagination of my prospects. In fact, I recently signed up three members and all they could talk about was the wine locker. This sort of approach has completely changed how I see my business and what constitutes value in the mind of the customer. The key is to have two levels, customer and member. Prospects need to decide which one they want. Do they want to do a simple transaction and become a customer, or do they want to take the premium package and become a member? Of course, if they become a member, they have to pay more and be more involved in the process. It's also important that they buy into the big idea. They have to be willing participants in achieving the big goal, solving the big problem, and doing the signature activity. Creating a membership program solves a lot of the problems that afflict old factories. 1. It helps you communicate the reason why prospects should choose your company over a competitor. 2. It demonstrates all of the added value you deliver. 3. If they choose the program, they are willing to pay a premium price. And 4. It builds a wall around your customers so they won't switch as readily to your competitors. There are two kinds of membership programs, integrated and non-integrated. In an integrated program, your members have a relationship with each other. Facebook and LinkedIn have integrated programs. This is the best kind of program because it binds your members even more tightly to your company. If they stop being a member or switch to a competitor, integrated member not only have to leave you, they have to leave the other members. Non-integrated memberships are not as good in this regard, but in some cases, new factories prefer to keep members separated from each other. This is the case with Apple and Amazon. Membership consciousness is reinforced in several ways. 1. The very act of choosing the membership level over the basic customer level gives your customers a sense of empowerment. They choose to be a member. It isn't forced on them. Secondly, it's important to keep reminding them that they are members. Send them emails about new membership features. Give them a membership card. Third, reward active members with points, recognition or bonus features. 
Start by looking at your list of existing customers. Separate them into two categories, ideal and not ideal. Make the ideal customers honorary members. Inform them that they don't need to pay anything extra to be a member. You just want to acknowledge that they are special. This strategy helps you build a wall around your best existing customers. It also gives you a group of potential guinea pigs to test out the features of your membership program. Make it your primary marketing objective to add more members. You can still do business with customers who come along, but getting a member is worth 20 customers. It's the difference between selling a hot dog or selling a gourmet meal. Just imagine if you had 100 or even 10,000 members who are just like your existing ideal customers. What would your business look like then? Delineate what members get that non-members don't get. Think big. Think up as many potential features that could be included in the membership program. Note that you don't need to offer all of these things at first. In fact, it's better if you don't. That way, you can introduce more features in the future. Ideally, look beyond your company and your industry to find resources to include in the program. Include other experts, products, and services that have never been offered in your industry before. Once you have your main program outlined, consider having three levels, such as bronze, silver, and gold. What would members get at each level? How much would you charge for each level? Would bronze members need to work their way up to silver and gold? Pricing can be a challenge for some budding new factory thinkers. They're held back by the notion that everyone is looking for the cheapest price. They're afraid to charge a lot because they think they will scare away customers. But that's not true. That's why we keep the basic customer level. Customers can still buy your competitively priced products and services. You haven't raised your prices. You're simply giving them higher-level options that provide more value at a higher price. The pleasant surprise comes when prospects choose the membership program confirming the marketing principle. If you charge more, some of your customers will want it more. The only danger is not offering a higher-priced membership program because if you don't someone else will. When you meet prospects, preferably by giving them free value, you will be in position to size them up. Are they a potential customer or a potential member? As time goes by, you'll get better at making this distinction. You won't spend as much time on low-opportunity customers, which will enable you to devote more time and attention to high-opportunity members. Tell prospects your advanced program is not for everyone. Make it clear that you don't take everyone in your program. It's exclusive and hard to get into. This will make them want it even more and make them feel extra special when they get in. Turning your customers into members also generates more high-quality referrals. To reinforce their experience, members like to recruit their friends and family to become members too. Bringing others into the fold validates their own decision of becoming a member and also enhances the value of their experience. It's important that the membership program is not free. Making it free undermines the perceived value of the program and cuts into your profits. In some cases, you can waive the fee if you are compensated in another way, such as by commissions on the sale of products. Either way, the membership program needs to have a stated value, such as $500, $10,000 or a million dollars. Your membership program also needs a step-by-step -step process. 
you need to walk your members through this process in a methodical manner. Having a process gives the program structure and a sense of momentum. Members feel they are constantly moving away from the big problem and towards the big goal. Ideally, use a tool such as a scorecard or reward points to chart this progress. Give members credits or prizes to acknowledge the achievement of milestones. Make it fun and interactive. Bear in mind that not everyone will want to be a member of your program. Some people won't get the big idea, or they won't be willing to pay the membership fee. That's okay. They can still be a customer. But as time goes by, you'll find a large contingent of ideal people, and your membership will grow, slowly at first and then with faster acceleration. In my case, it took me 12 months to sign up my first 50 members, and then in one month I signed up 30 members. Continually improve your program. Start with version 1, a simple package of membership benefits. When appropriate, add more features to version 2. For each version, increase the price if you want. Each time you come out with a new version, inform your members and subscribers. In my case, we are now on version 8 of our membership program and working on version 9. Keep track of how many members have joined your program and tell everyone the current number. Use a cumulative numbering system so the number never goes down. In other words, keep track of how many members you have ever had, not how many you have at any time. When you reach a critical mass of members, the program will take on a life of its own. Members will bring in new members. People will start talking about your program and wonder aloud whether they should join. The world will be divided into two groups, members of your program and people who aren't members. Action Plan 1. Make a list of all the potential things you could provide your members. Add value components from other companies and from outside your industry. 2. Determine what your members get that non-members don't get for version 1 of your program. 3. Make a list of your existing ideal customers. Make them honorary members. Try out the program features on them. Refine your program based on this experience. 4. Tell prospects they have two choices, to become a customer or become a member. If they're interested in being a member, make them go through a process to qualify. 5. Begin by charging a modest sum for the first few members and then gradually raise the fee until you meet or exceed your target price. 6. Continually improve your program by changing and adding new features.